Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now, enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 113 of the latest PS5 podcast. Um, no tricks or uh, jokes here. My name is Sonny Sangera, and I am actually joined this week by Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Just about. Just about. Well, obviously, okay. listeners uh, who Sorry, listen I'm every week, as you're that, aware. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. As you're aware, uh, Alex was unavailable last week. Um, you know, life-changing house moves for him. But on top of that, he wasn't feeling well, as you just heard there. How are you feeling this week? I'm feeling better. We'll see. See what happens over the course of the hour, half an hour to an hour. We've got got a lot to talk about this week. We're going to talk, obviously, Sony's involvement in the rise of Ronin. We've got yet another new Marvel game. I feel like I'm talking about a new Marvel game announcement every week. We've got Shuhei Yoshida talking PSVR 2 software, and we've got Battlefield opportunities. But it's been two weeks since I've heard from you, Alex. What have you been playing, if anything? (laughs) If anything, um, in light of the remake of Last of Us, uh, one, I've been playing Last of Us 2. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just, uh, I was just uh, going through Abby's story. I love that game, man. That game was so sick. I mean, the first one is awesome. Um, but yeah, and it just made me wonder, like, what's the Last of, the t- Last of Us 2 remake going to look like? Yeah, I don't think they'll do it's, one. It has to come, I... right? Nah, I think what they'll do is... Because that wasn't built. You got the on Last of Us. Up on the PS5. Yeah, you got you got PS4. the Last of Us. Yeah, no, well, you got the Last of Us, which was PS3. Then a year later, they did the Last of Us remastered for the PS4, right? And then you went all. Then you had obviously the Last of Us Two. Then the PS5 came out. Then there was the free patch for the Last of Us, which obviously gave it uh, the Last of Us Part Two. Sorry, had that free patch, which just upped it uh, and used the dual sense. Then you got the remake. I think if they were going to do the Last of Us Part Two, that won't be until PS6 because that's the only way that warrants it, right? So um, yeah, I think it'll be a few years before we see if they do a Last of Us Two remake because it already looks stunning anyway. Um, on that sense, but speaking of obviously the Last of Us, I um, joined Platinum. Yeah, has been good. Of the Last of Us remake, number forty-nine oh, wow. has been achieved for the original uh, nice. Last of Us remake. Um, Congratulations! Put the applause on. So it's funny though because I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, so that's forty-nine. What's going to be fifty? It's going to be God of War. It's going to be God of War. But my kids are playing uh, Jumanji, and I didn't really. And I, I, I was on my phone. And they're playing it local co-op. And I just kept hearing, bing, bing, bing. I was like, what's going on? I looked, they got like 70%. I was like, please don't let my 50th Platinum be an accident and be Jumanji, the video game, you know what I mean, that they're playing. But it's kind of iconic if my 50th Platinum is achieved by my two children. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see, see what it. happens. I'm sure they'll do it. So it's going to be one for 51, then for God of War. Then. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> on that one, you know. Um, nice, nice, nice. Well, but again, as I mentioned, we've got a lot of news to get into, and it's really exciting. So we're going to go straight into number one. Development of Rise of the Ronin, the upcoming PS5 console exclusive title from Team Ninja, is also receiving input from Sony Interactive Entertainment's XDev Studio. Fumihiko Yasuda, Team Ninja's president and game director, revealed in a post on the PlayStation blog that Sony was supporting the company on Rise of the Ronin's development. However, Jason Stewart, a senior producer at XDev, has confirmed that his company is directly involved in the game's development. So this is um, Jason Stewart talking here. 
Privileged to work on an exciting title as Rise of the Ronin with the Asuda-san of Team Ninja Studio, Team Ninja Game Producer, Masaki Yamagiwa and our Sony XDev JP team. Only right to visit the Meiji Jingu Shrine, birth of the Charter Oath in five articles and end of feudal shogun Japan. Rise of the Ronin is currently scheduled for release in 2024 and takes the form of a combat-orientated open-world RPG that is set in Japan at the tail end of the 300-year-long Endo period, which is otherwise known as Bakumatsu. Alex, you saw this, Rise of the Ronin. Last week, Demi spoke about how it was her favorite game from the PlayStation Showcase. It does look absolute quality. What's your thoughts on Rise of the Ronin? I think it looks amazing. Simple as, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. You know, uh, Ghost of Tsushima has pretty much just opened up the market, right, to uh, mm. for Japanese themed games. We know we've got Ubisoft rumored to be making the next Assassin's Creed or one of the next Assassin's Creed set in feudal Japan of some sorts. But Team Ninja, I mean, they're the origins, you know, of this genre of this franchise. You know, making it like a three D explorable world um, action RPG. So pretty much these, they should do it better than anyone. So I'm really looking forward to um, getting my hands on it. And to be honest, from what I've seen already, it looks like it's going to be an instant classic. So um, yeah, I don't want to say too It has early. that, because um, obviously Team Ninja did the Niha games for PS4, which XDev worked on as well. Um, so is it going to be like that um, from, you know, that Souls-like game? Is it going to have difficulty to it? But when you watch a gameplay, it does have a mix of like, very Batman Arkham-like meets Ghost of Tsushima meets a Souls-like meets Assassins in a way as well, like with the flying mm-hmm. uh, Da Vinci-like you know, machine Shinobi, sort of thing. Man. You know, it's, like it's, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's so gonna, yeah, it'll be it'll be really exciting to see if they do go down the Niho style of that Souls-like game or have it more action-orientated. But you know, Rise of the Ronin, Ghost of Tsushima, these games have set a huge benchmark. You've also got obviously Ishin from um, Sega coming out as well, which is like a dragon uh, part of that franchise. So yeah, it's it's definitely a time period that is extremely popular right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And uh, moving on, um, uh, it's official. Uh, Electronic Arts and Motive Studio are working on a video game based on Marvel's hugely popular Iron Man character. The project is currently known simply as Iron Man and is pre-production. Um, and while details are thin on the ground, we know it's going to be a third-person single-player action-adventure title. Presumably, it's coming to the PS5, PSC, Xbox series, uh, but platforms are not announced as of yet. According to the press release, Iron Man will weave a totally new story and will tap into the rich history of Tony Stark's alter ego and promises to deliver an authentic experience so players will feel what it's truly like to play as Iron Man. Bill Rosman, Vice President and Creative Director at Marvel Games, comments, We are thrilled to collaborate with the talented team at Motive Studio to bring their original vision of Marvel's most important, powerful and beloved characters. Their experience delivering both established entertaining uh, entertainment worlds and thrilling gameplay combined with their authentic passion for the armored icon will fuel our quest to deliver a love letter to a legendary hero in the form of the ultimate Iron Man video game. Iron Man's development is being led by Oliver Prulux, who previously worked on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, good game, and also includes Ian Frazier, Malin Limnu, and J.F. Proyer. Sorry for butchering all your names. Um, <laughs> Iron Man is still in early stages of production and has yet to attract a release date for obvious reasons. But uh, it's really good to see that um, Disney is giving uh, EA, EA another chance, even though they butchered the... Um, well, <laughs> they had a bad experience with Battlefront 2. Um, you know, back in the day with the Star Wars franchise, but it seems like they've been given a bit of a lease of new life and another chance to prove their worth with uh, the Marvel franchise. Um, but yeah, Iron Man, big character in the MCU, big character in Marvel in general. Are you looking forward to this game? Nope. Um, nope. Okay, next. I haven't seen anything. So, you know, <laughs> it's hard to um, 
You play the VR, really... though, isn't it? The VR, the Iron Man VR. Yeah, we played. I played Iron Man VR. That was great. You know, that was yeah, a lot of fun. I played that as well. Um, it's it's hard to get excited again. I, I spoke about this about the Marvel game that Amy Hennig and that spoke about last week, and I said to Demi as well. It's hard to get excited about something that doesn't have some sort of gameplay or anything like that. You know, I mean, last week's mm-hmm. Marvel game didn't even have a bloody title. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just uh, okay. Um, but yeah. what I am happy about is that they're not trying to ram anything down your throat with online and stuff. I think they've learned pretty fast that you look at the best-selling superhero games, they're all single-player narrative-driven, whether it be the Arkham Batman games, obviously the number one seller, which is Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Then you had yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, which sold millions of copies as well and was critically acclaimed and won awards and things like that. So, you know, an Amy Hennig's game is a single-player game and this game is a single-player game. So it's safe to say that Marvel games only really work when it's a full-blown single-player narrative-driven game because the Avengers yeah. shows you otherwise, right? That that tried something different, didn't work. does not work. Yeah, People just definitely. want that story. You know what I mean? We're fine-tuned now with superheroes as a saga, but it's a story-driven saga, you know what I mean? Over multiple films, it's not like anything different um, in that sense. Yeah, so so they've got, they've got uh, Oliver Brooks, who uh, worked on the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that's an awesome game. You know, I mean, that was the, one of the standout games from the Marvel franchise so far. So, uh, and I guess, obviously, he's going to not want to ruin his uh, reputation. So I'm hoping he's going to bring that triple A status to the, uh, the Iron Man game. And I'm looking forward to it. Iron Man's not really one of my favorite characters, but it just seems like everyone who's attempted an Iron Man game hasn't really just pushed it to the limits of what you could potentially do to make it actually exciting to play as Iron Man. So hopefully... Mm-hmm. They'll be able to do that with this one and with an original storyline as well. So they're not like bound by the the limited um, room that they had with the MCU. You know what I mean? Like they've got a clean playground and the fact that they potentially will be looking at Tony Stark's life as well. You know, just going to do like a balance of both. It could be an interesting game. So, um, yeah, stay Is tuned. Is Iron Man his alter ego when everybody knows it's him though? He's not hiding it from anyone. So it's technically not an old <laughs> ego, is it? He's not. Like, no, no. So, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. I was just like, no, technically he's not because he's not like Bruce Wayne or Superman or anything like that. Well, so it's, it's still an alter ego. ego. If people know it, it's still your alter ego. You know, there's, yeah, there's plenty yeah, of people true. out there we know the alter ego. But, um, I think, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll as, as time goes on, we'll see. I think the key thing for this is how do they nail the flying and the combat? And, of course... Um, how do they balance out Iron Man's power to the point. rest of the game and things? Um, and yeah. of course, let's see the game running in action to see if we are going to be excited about it or like, hmm, okay. Because a big thing for the Iron Man VR yeah, game that was amazing next. was the sound and the audio quality. It was so good. It was all like it what you're used to. Yeah, but it's good. But I think because you're like in first person, you don't really get to see the glory of the suits. I mean, that's that's half the fun. Yeah, you want to, you know, feel what it's like to be Iron Man. Um, but if you're just seeing it through first person, it's, it's not really as exciting. Hopefully, the game's obviously going to have a you know a lot more room so you can do first person, you can do third person, or you know, or the like. Uh, but really get to see what Iron Man's character is actually capable of doing. I mean, I think Iron Man Two and Infinity Wars were some of the most impressive scenes with Iron Man, you know, um, you know, whether he's using that laser or whether he's, he's just pulling out all the stops to take down Thanos. Um, yeah, so if they can actually bring those types of elements to the game, it could be fun. It could be a lot of, it could be a lot of fun. Anyway, that's enough of that Iron Man shit. What we've got next? Everyone can make little changes to waste less. And at McDonald's, we're no different. Like reusing our old cooking oil to make biodiesel. That helps fuel my truck. Or recycling my used McCafe car at McDonald's. To make a birthday car for me. Thanks, Dad. It's the start of a plan to recycle and reuse even more. Because we know when you change a little, you change a lot. Recycling units available in UK restaurants. Search National Cup Recycling Scheme. Includes cards and other products. This episode is brought to you by ITV Hub. You've got a rare night in all to yourself. A dream. But what to watch? ITV Hub has you covered. Some drama, trigger point and the Ipcrest file will keep you gripped. Light entertainment. Gordon, Gino and Fred. Road trip and Britain's Got Talent. Reality TV. Love Island and Georgia and Tommy Baby Steps. 
Fancy binging on a US box set? The Sex Lives of College Girls is the one for you. Watch more series than ever before on ITV Hub. Hello, everyone. I have a question for you. Did you know that we have a second PlayStation show called Latest PSX? No? Well, I have news for you. This show is exclusive to Patreon and we have new shows every single week. Over there, we deep dive into news topics, predict large shows, discuss sales numbers and much more. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, I highly suggest that you become a patron, support the show and gain access to latest PSX every week. Okay, and we're back. Moving on to number three. Sony Interactive Entertainment has released a brand new PSVR 2 trailer that claims you'll feel a new reel with the upcoming upcoming headset as it champions the various new features coming to the virtual reality headset. So this is what they say. Discover how the revolutionary immersive features of PlayStation VR 2 can transport you to thrilling worlds that you feel, look and sound real through PlayStation VR 2 Sense technology. They've always got to put a name on it, right? Our goal is to create a headset that will not only become an attractive part of your living room decor, but will also keep you immersed in your game world to the point where you almost forget you are using a headset or controller. Have you seen the trailer, Alex, by the way? It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, staying with PSVR 2, Shuhei Yoshida, PlayStation's head of independent developer initiative told gi live 2022 that indies are likely to take risks when it comes to playstation vr2 yoshida san made it clear that independent studios have been eager to get to grips with psvr2 hardware and name dropped tetris effect creator tetsuya mizuguchi as one such developer oh thank god so this is shuhei there are big games like horizon call of the mountain and resident evil village and yes they're amazing but it's the indies in my mind that really take the risk because they want to make games on VR. Indies have been waiting for this next VR boom like Mizuguchi son. The VR market is small. It's still growing thanks to Meta doing a great job by promoting the quest. So more people are coming into trying VR for the first time, but still compared to console gaming, it's a subset and growing market. Sony confirmed that PSVR 2 is scheduled for release in 2023, although a concrete launch date has yet to be announced. Before I move on to a bit of a somber note on PSVR, uh, Alex, obviously we've had the Tokyo Game Show. A lot of people have had hands-on with PSVR 2, and I would like to alter and correct my price prediction. It is not going to cost similar to the PS5. It is going to cost a hell of a lot more than a PlayStation 5 because people are talking about it is luxury. Everything feels luxury in it. The headset, the controllers, the technology, and they will they loads of people said the same thing. They would be shocked if this thing isn't going at like six, seven hundred dollars because it's that good, you know. Um, and big shout out to what I really like though is people obviously blowing up and talking about how AAA and amazing um horizon call of the mountain was but what was also mm. really cool is seeing the difference in resident evil village people were talking about how they didn't notice the details but the volviate uh, volviated rendering and eye tracking lets you see visual details you weren't even seeing oh, on so the playstation 5 version but then when people were playing walking dead and other games that are already available on other vr platforms it's just talking about how amazing the controllers are so sony had a good spread mm. of games that showed off what each thing could do obviously horizon just got people were talking about it in the same the fact that half-life alex is being talked about and compared to with that tells you that this is going to be a high budget game right um and it's going to push mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles that psvr2 has but i mean for yourself obviously you've seen the trailers you've seen all the uh, feedback that people have been talking about psvr2 are you even more excited than you were before yeah yeah but saying this thing looks like the i mean the playstation 5 was like a revolution you know especially with the controller and this is just taking things to another level um it looks sexy as hell looks like it looks comfortable out of all the headsets which are out on the market this one actually looks like it's not going to make you sweat buckets especially a guy like me you know it actually looks like it's going to be cooling and the fact that it's actually got the features like the haptic feedback on the triggers which is obviously unique um, and the, uh, the haptic feedback, uh, sorry, and the resistive triggers as well. 
um, and the haptic feedback on the head unit, head and headset. You know, these are all unique features, which is just going to change the whole VR experience, you know, and evolve it to the next level to the point where, you know, the competition like, you know, HP, Samsung, Meta, um, all, all of them out there are going to need to update their their tech. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to price though, I mean, that is going to be the hardest thing to nail down. Do they really want to make it an exclusive unit that only a few people can get their hands on? Or do they want to go undercut and then just go ham and just totally dominate the market? And to be honest, it probably won't be the second option. <laughs> but, like, uh, but yeah, I think I think to be honest, what they should do is they should just dominate. They should really just make it a bit cheaper than what people expect. Go ham on the subscription and the games and then just make their money off the games, which is pretty much what they do anyway. I mean, they always make a loss on, on these these consoles, don't they? Until the second or third year. So um, yeah, if, if they really want to make an impact, you know, and set, and set themselves in the industry as V, um, location for um, VR games. Yeah, do it at a welcome price. Do it at three ninety nine. You know, and, and just make it easy that way. Or even come out with two different units. Yeah. Come out with a cordless one for three ninety nine, and then come out with a cordless unit <laughs> for for four ninety nine or five. Yo, or you are one of the most optimistic like that, people when it comes to pricing technology. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I swear to God. I know. Uh, but sticking with sticking with PSVR. Um, speaking on PlayStation's weekly blogcast, senior vice president platform experience Hideki Nishino relayed the news saying that PSVR games are not compatible with PSVR two because oh, PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next-generation VR experience. He continued, yes. PSVR 2 has much more advanced features like all an all-new controller with haptic feedback and adaptive triggers, as I said, and inside-out tracking, eye-tracking in it, 3D audio coming together, and 4K HDR, of course. So this means developing games for PSVR 2 requires a whole different approach than the original PSVR. Now, obviously, when that statement came out, hundreds of developers came out saying that they were making their PSVR game compatible with an update to work with PSVR 2, all the new bells and whistles. But, I mean, the main ones that we want are going to be there. So Superhot will be on PSVR 2. Beat Saber will be on Super uh, will be on PSVR 2. You know, all these, the big selling, big VR games will obviously make that transition with a patch or anything or a, a full-blown PSVR 2 version of the game but yeah I'm kind of happy at first I was sad when I read it but like when I, th- I was like oh man I wanted to play some VR games but I was waiting for PSVR 2 but then I thought actually yeah the step back if they don't update the game from going from like Horizon Call of the Mountain back to a PSVR game I'm like oh, nah 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 so as long <laughs> as the a lot of the best ones like Moss like uh, Beat Saber, like Super Hot, maybe Batman as well. As long as they all get updates that can make it compatible with VR two, then I'm happy. You know what I mean? The rest can like, yeah, all right, allow it. Never mind. We've got new games to play anyway. Your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, BS. I just call it BS. Of course, it's compatible. It's so this technology is so similar. Um, they've just made it a lot more high definition and it's got better sound. They could easily downscale it. But what I do think they're doing is what, you know, what Sony's known for doing is, um, well, now known for doing, is by uh, you know, saying that it's only exclusive to PSVR 2. That's the only game that you can play. And then later on, just throw it onto a PlayStation Plus package. You know, so then that'd be something that you can play like the retro side, you know, again. And that would be a, a great selling point for them in the years to come. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a smart move. It makes sense. But, yeah, I don't, they didn't even need to say it now. But I guess... Hey, <laughs> you know, what I mean? um, it's out there. But yeah, as always, as everybody knows who's listened to the show uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks, we're we're, we're I'm, I'm so excited for this web, and I cannot wait to get my head into this thing. So, um, and key thing is, this is the price. You know, it's like yeah, we've we've seen the unit, we've seen the demos, we know what it's like. We you know we're excited already. Just give us the goddamn price. Uh, so, mm. any predictions as to when they will announce? The final price. Uh, price price won't be until pre-orders go live. So I don't think there'll be a price until January. I think they'll wait until the new year January. to announce the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't they won't announce a price until they announce the date. 
And I think mm. they're just going to get through the holiday period first, um, see how they're doing for components, and then they'll be able to date it from there because it's it's perfect for them. They might be like, you know what, let's look at the economy at the moment in our biggest demographic and our biggest markets, which is obviously um, the US and Europe, and be like, actually, you know what, they book, they're going through recession like at the moment. Yeah, here's a 600-pound VR headset. Let's go. Yeah, that's not happening, you know, so <laughs> they can just blame it on components and people will believe it. But it's true, isn't it? We'll just see. It's, we're in a weird state when it comes to availability of hardware, you know, um, which we'll get into later when we do the charts. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a shame, but obviously we'll go from there. But speaking of a shame, this story hurts, Alex. I'm going to pass it over Ooh, to you because nice. it I, I was, hurts. I was saying, how are you going to blend it in? How are you going to blend that one? Um, all right. So uh, listeners, you know how I feel about Grand Theft Auto, but this is a good one. Grand Theft Auto 6 hacking group known as Lapsu, with a dollar sign, are reportedly being pursued by the FBI and US Department of Justice for multiple accounts of cyber crimes, um, having already targeted a number of major companies, including Microsoft and Samsung, who both kept it really quiet when they got hacked. <laughs> but anyway, we won't get into that. Uh, the group managed to obtain the source codes for GTA 5 and GTA 6 and were intended to sell them for an exorbitant, I love that word, some. Um, and so GTA developer Rockstar Games has um, and its parent company, Take Two Interactive, did not identify Lapsus Dalazine by name in recent statements to the press. But Uber is of the understanding that they are the same group that hacked their own systems. Y'all need to get better antivirus software, man. Um, here's what Uber had to say. Uh, we believe that this attacker or attackers are affiliated with a hacking group called Lapsus Dollar Sign, which has increasingly uh, been active over the last year or so. This group typically uses similar techniques to target technology companies, and in 2022 alone has breached Microsoft, Cisco, Samsung, NVIDIA, and Okta, amongst others. There are also reports over the weekend that the same actor breached video game Rockstar Games. Uh, we are in close coordination with the FBI and US Department of Justice on this matter and will continue to support their efforts. Rockstar Games uh, said during a press release that the hackers will not impact GTA 6's development, but there is no denying that this is one of the biggest leaks in video game history and has been an absolute nightmare for the company. Big news, of course, everybody would have heard about this. I mean, everybody and their grandma has seen clips of GTA 6 at this point. I mean, there were so many clips out there. They were all in like nine minute chunks, as we said. Mm. I thought it was all a joke at first, but um, when they suddenly did start saying that it was actually by this this hacking group, I just couldn't stop laughing, you know, because like they're really been taking down the big boys and the fact that they're using similar techniques you know which means that when it happened to Microsoft, Cisco, Samsung, Nvidia and Okta nobody shared in any information about how to stop this threat or how they dealt with it if they had dealt with it back in the day and now it's just rolled on to other companies so shame on all of you because realistically when it comes to cybersecurity, if it has affected somebody you should at least let other companies know um, unless there's some shady business happening behind the scenes, which then leaves you kind of looking a bit guilty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because something like this should not have happened. Um, but yeah, it's um, the data is out there, the footage is out there. People are, in fact, what are the people saying actually? What what have you heard? Uh, you got some imbeciles who think it's the final game. And they're like, oh my God, it looks this bad, blah, blah, blah. So there's been like a real support system for Rockstar from other game companies who are posting footage of their game at that same stage. When I sent you that Last of Us video, you know, Naughty Dog developers released that saying, look, this is what a game looks like with final graphics. Because that was the big thing that the graphics were so shit. <laughs> so that everyone was kind of taking a piss out of them. But it's not just being yeah. Sony, loads of companies, Microsoft, Sony, everybody has been showing mm. footage of their games at a similar state. And it's just one of those, it's such a shame because Rockstar, nothing ever leaks from Rockstar, from the big two, which is Red Dead and GTA, right? And yeah. the world, the only thing that legitimately breaks the internet is when a Grand Theft Auto trailer comes out, right? You know, where traffic is so crazy that it blips the internet. And 
It happened with GTA 4. It happened with GTA 5. And it would have happened with GTA 6. You know what I mean? And it's just like, when it, as soon as Rockstar put like a date or a countdown to something on, everybody in the industry stops, absolutely stops. And is like, right, here we go. The game is ready mm-hmm. to, you know, be shown. And then you see Grand Theft Auto 6. And then the fun is after it, everybody's talking about it, the look of it, the style of it, the color of it, everything like that. So it's kind of been taken away. You know, we've got a question about leaks later, which we'll get back into. Um, but yeah, I was devastated, dude, because I, I was looking forward to the trailers. I mean, it's like finding out what happened at the end of like, Endgame before Endgame even came out. You know what I mean? It's like seeing a property before you see it. Like Because sometimes when you sit in a cinema and you see a trailer, like I remember when I sat in the cinema and the Dark Knight trailer came on. And it was um, Gordon in the bed, if you remember. Uh, not the Dark Knight, sorry. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. He's lying in the bed in the hospital and he's talking. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, wow. That, that shit gets spoiled for you. Like, you're like, oh, what? What? You know? Yeah, you but he's not really lying in the bed. He's just lying in a green screen, isn't it? And shit like that. <laughs> it's not even him. It's a stand-in actor. Um, no, you're right. But, you know, the thing is, it's like, it can go one of two ways now, right? It's either going to it really hinders sales or it's going to let more people than ever know that GTA 6 is actually on its way, you know, because, um, yeah, we've, we've all heard the rumors and the rumblings that Rockstar and Take Two have been working on the next installment for this immensely humongous franchise. Uh, but now this has blown up even more. I mean, this is literally everywhere. I mean, it made it to the front page of papers. You know what I mean? It's like, this has been the best publicity for Take Two in the longest period. So, you know, mm. it's yeah, it's is a. It, I guess for the diehard GTA fans, um, it's definitely going to be, um, you know, a bit of a bummer for them because it's little elements have been spoiled in terms of the tonality, what they're going with. Yeah, we have like a female and a male protagonist now. Um, it's leaked as well. It's called GTA Americas. Well, that's the working title, right? Um, and it's again going to be like the standard GTA-ish. You know, go around shooting, rubbing, and then doing a decent storyline set in Vice City. But at least. You know, those who haven't played GTA, I mean, could you imagine if there's actually people on the planet who've never even played GTA 5? I mean, I think that's impossible at the moment when we go into the sales figures a bit later. But um, but yeah, it's it's to me, I really think it's a good thing for them, you know. And when the game does come out, it's only going to sell ridiculous numbers. And it, yeah, even though it's um, we saw the you know behind the scenes of the game, it looked really good. You know, and I kind of wish that more companies did this. I mean, I was saying to you in the chat, you know, we hardly get to see this stage in games, you know, game development. And I think this is like some old footage anyway, isn't it? From like 2020. I mean, this is this footage is like two years old anyway. But um, just the fact that it's actually going to be, um, that they're obviously, they're already on track. And obviously when we do see the final footage, it's not going to look anything like this. But it does actually give people who potentially are interested in um, game development to understand, you know, the the processes that um, the perfect the pros um, go through, and this is a great insight into it. And now, like I was saying before, well, in the chat, <clears throat> it's kind of started a trend. Now all these other companies are now showing behind the scenes footage of their own games, and and yeah, this is only going to do good for the industry. So yeah, it's a bit of a bummer for GTA, but realistically, they're a monolith of a company. You know what I mean? It's like a behemoth even uh, it's not really going to affect them one bit because as soon as the game comes out as soon as people get a wind of the storyline and then they start building the hype you know the media hype yeah you know more and more people are going to be jumping onto it now i doubt people are going to be like oh no i'm not going to go to gta now in fact they're going to see even a better improvement now because the next official screens of gta 6 are going to look absolutely phenomenal mm. you know so yeah. um i guess kind of like that um the effect of was it halo is it Halo Infinite? When we first saw Halo Infinite, how much of dog shit did that look like? You know, the first time it looked still butchered. doesn't make what you're on about. You know, everybody's leaving. <laughs> no, everybody's no, leaving. No, listen, listen, you gotta understand all the people, key positions have left 343 already, and they're dropping modes like crazy. How I just don't understand how right, you take your IP and drop the ball like that. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. That's the equivalent of Nintendo saying, yeah, we can't be arsed with Mario anymore. Just release what's out now and just leave it then. Leave it to the YouTubers. they got some funny skits on there. there well, speaking go. of funny skits. 
Welcome aboard this Air France podcast message. Air France and its crew invite you to discover its business class cabin, where you can enjoy a full flat bed. For even more comfort, an ultra soft duvet and pillow are at your disposal. Air France wishes you a pleasant podcast. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Book your business class tickets now at airfrance.co.uk. Hey everyone. Now, I'm going to keep it real with you for a sec. There's nothing I enjoy more than sitting down with my friends and spilling all the tea. For that reason, let me introduce to you The Rumour Mill. This is a show that is exclusive to Patreon. Now, we know that the latest PS5 show is dedicated to actual news, but The Rumour Mill is all about the juicy rumours in the video game industry. Our hosts sit down and discuss the biggest rumours there is, so if you enjoy a little tea being spilled, become a patron, support the show, and gain access to The Rumour Mill each month. Okay. Number five, the CEO of Electronic Arts has said there's a tremendous opportunity for the Battlefield franchise should Call of Duty become exclusive to Xbox following Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Speaking at the Goldman Sachs event recently, Andrew Wilson commented, In a world where there may be questions over the future of Call of Duty and what platforms that might be on or might not be on, being platform agnostic and completely cross-platform with Battlefield, I think it's a tremendous opportunity. Speaking at the same event, Wilson admitted that Battlefield 2042 and Battlefield 5 underperformed somewhat and said that there's a lot to do regarding the series' future. Just recently, EA announced the formation of a new studio that will provide narrative campaigns for Battlefield. As for Call of Duty, Microsoft and Sony have been exchanging a war of words about the series recently. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan revealed that Phil Spencer's pledge to keep COD on Sony consoles for the next few years was inadequate on many levels. In response, a representative for Microsoft commented that securing the multi-million selling first-person shooter franchise as an Xbox exclusive would make zero business sense. Obviously, where we are now is regulators are questioning the deal um, which obviously Microsoft didn't want, but it's a stage that you go through when it's something this big. So, um, yeah, I mean, mm. I'm not going to lie. No one gives a shit about Battlefield. No one gives a shit about <laughs> Battlefield. You know what I mean? It's It's been crap yeah. since like Battlefield 3, so it's just poor, and they try and do things too much that just don't work. So leave it. Bring back Medal of Honor. That's all we all want, really. Listeners know you don't mess with Medal of Honor. And um, yeah, it's just a game. It, it it is interesting, and the opportunities jump massively if COD was to move. But that's a hearsay or what could be um, scenario on that one. Um, but I mean, have you played a Battlefield game? Did you play Battlefield Five or Battlefield Twenty Forty Two? No, me. I've I've really been lacking on the uh, the FPS shooters. I don't but, worry, um, mate. You ain't missed much with them too. Yeah, yeah. It's like to be honest, it just seems like copy and paste. But I'm sure I'll jump onto it and smash you if there's ever like a PvP level. But anyway, um, what do you think? What do you think they're gonna do then? Do you think Microsoft's gonna make it exclusive? No, um, I think honestly, it's a it's a red herring. You know, it's a Trojan horse. Microsoft. Uh, Phil Spencer said in an interview recently that um, he's not going to take, it doesn't make business sense. He's not going to take Call of Duty away from PlayStation. What he's saying is, I'm not going to take it away completely. We are offering Call of Duty to PlayStation via Game Pass. You know, they don't (laughs) care. They want Game Pass on PlayStation. It's been known that talks between the two have happened before and Sony haven't been happy with the deal. Sony won't allow that current version of Game Pass on their system. It would have to be tailored down to first-party-only titles because Sony want to make money on the other games that are already offered on Game Pass on PlayStation, Mm. which they do. Mm. And at the same time, Microsoft want access to that install base, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you can see how desperate Microsoft are becoming now to get this deal through because they're actually saying officially even phil spencer himself saying we're not as big as sony as nintendo we want to be competitive you know you never hear xbox say that sort of stuff that even when they were getting trounced by xbox one and ps4 they wouldn't admit how crap they were they just says yeah we're not going to do sales figures anymore yeah you know but now they're saying yeah we're not as big as they are we want to be bigger we want to be better you know they're trying to do everything they can because 
Sony didn't need Game Pass on their system. Now, a lot of PlayStation gamers, eh, sure, you want Game Pass on there. I would love to have Game Pass on the PlayStation and have access to Forza and other games and things like that. There's not many, but there mm. will be. There will be when the Bethesda games start coming out, then there will be a, um, a catalog of games that is intriguing to me. At the moment, there isn't. But it's a smart move because Sony have obviously said no to it in the past and then they did their own version, right? If Microsoft would say, okay, what about now? And they're swinging their big Call of Duty dick around, then it's going to be like, oh, okay, uh, now I've got to think about it because I want Call of Duty, but it's only available on Game Pass. And we know it's true because every PlayStation, bar PlayStation 1 and half of the PS2 generation has had a web browser in it, but it was taken out of PS5 because they knew if it was on there, xCloud is available. Game Pass becomes available then because Microsoft find a way around it. They took it out to stop that from happening, you know, and <laughs> it's it's only a matter of time. It will happen. It will be a watered down first person, uh, first party only version, which is still great because then you get access to everything for, from a PlayStation standpoint, you know, but that's what I think. Yeah. I think that the whole idea is to get the COD calling card and then say, you want it? You want it? You can have it. You just got to give it a game pass. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I think it's inevitable. I mean, Microsoft is playing the long con and they just want to be that gaming alternative um, for the online, I guess, uh, catalog system. Obviously, they've got the PlayStation Plus. Why not have Xbox um, or Microsoft's catalog of products? uh, You know, Microsoft's crap. When it comes to uh, creating consoles, they they really drop the ball whenever it <laughs> it drops. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's a core, it's a good move. But one thing that I do think they're gonna, um, which could definitely swing um, into their favor for Sony, <clears throat> is the uh, the cost that it takes to run these to host these games. Now, at the moment, I think they're are they running with AWS at the moment? Are they working with Amazon? Yeah, so if Microsoft comes through and just says, okay, cool, well, we can do everything just like Amazon and we can do it for a fraction cheaper, you know, it comes down to a dollar at the end of the day. If they can save money on hosting the same type of services and making it easily available everywhere, I think that might be the deal that sways uh, Sony into Microsoft's hands and then it's just game set and match up with it. Um, because I don't really see uh, Xbox coming up with another console. They need Sony, you know, when it comes to the PlayStation 6, like you said, I mean, they they want to push that logo straight onto the, uh, onto the PlayStation, you know, as soon as they can. But, um, mm. but yeah, we'll see, you know, we, we always talk about this, this cycle just comes around every few months. I'm sure we'll be talking about it in the next few months. Um, but speaking of cycles... Uh, oh, I was, about to, I was about to use that myself then. I was about to say that myself <laughs> just to get you to transition, but you did it yourself. So it's all good. Speaking of cycles or even rings, the Pirates of the Caribbean and the Lord of the Rings star Orlando Bloom, boom, is joining PlayStation Productions' Gran Turismo movie, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the website claims that Bloom, who also appeared opposite Brad Pitt in Troy, will play a hungry marketing executive who is selling the sport of motor racing and just may believe in its art too. Uh, Bloom's casting comes on the heels of a news that Stranger Things director, um, sorry, Stranger Things, David Harbour, will be playing a racing mentor in a GT movie, which is going to feature the story of a Gran Turismo player who becomes a real-life racer. It's based on a true story, although right now it's unknown which one is being adapted to the big screen, as there are a couple of teenage picks to choose from. The Gran Turismo film is scheduled for release of August 11th, 2023, which is my brother's birthday, and will also begin shooting in Europe next week. Uh, the film is being directed by Neil Blokamp of District 9 fame, who is an amazing director, with Azad Quilibash and Kazunori Yamamuchi, uh, serving as co-producer, co-producer, executive producer, respectively. Wow. A lot of tongue-twisting names. But yeah, I'm just still amazed that they're actually managed to pull a narrative out of this Gran Turismo franchise. 
like really <laughs> you know well i mean like... i got scared when i heard it first because i thought oh my god it's going to be like need for speed or something like that you know but i like yeah. the fact that they're looking at it mm-hmm. as a rocky balboa story about a video gamer who becomes a race driver which is what happened in real life anyway multiple gran mm-hmm. turismo official racers who uh raced even when the olympics did it as well are now official race drivers from gran turismo that was their learning i love the yes. fact that They've got big names like Bloom and obviously Harbour, who's huge, you know, as the sheriff in Stranger Things. Great director as well. Um, It's sounding less like Need for Speed and more like Le Mans 66 with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. You know what I mean? Um, It's sounding more of a film of that ilk which uh, is good so um, I'm happy about that but I'm slowly getting excited and intrigued but it's hard to get excited and intrigued about anything video game to the big screen adaption when the Last of Us TV show trailer is coming soon I can't wait we just need to see it it is coming and I can't wait man seriously Uh, but yeah another shout out to Neil Blokamp District 9 was an amazing film Um, Elysium was pretty good as well um, uh, what's the other one? He did like an FPS one as well, which I can't remember the name of. It escapes me, but anyway, should be good as long as he's if he's, if he's got like free reign, you know, in terms of the creativity of it, it could actually be a really amazing looking film. Um, but only time will tell. Whether you're searching for record players or pianos, how you pay matters. Visa helps protect you from payment fraud online. Visa. A network working for everyone. Football is so much more than just the score. And the same is true of the LiveScore app. You probably know LiveScore for real-time updates and in-play stats. But what about their pre- and post-match offerings? We're talking breaking team news, player stats, match highlights, lineups and live league tables all rolled into one match page. And don't miss exclusive content on all things football, from the latest transfer news to expert analysis and insight, only on LiveScore's watch section. Download the free LiveScore app from the App Store or Google Play. LiveScore. It's more than a score. Okay, we're going to try something a little bit different this week. Um, Obviously, we had Demi on the show last week, um, and everybody seems to love her more than us, which isn't fair. So this week, Demi is back to go over the charts and the letters for us. Um, So Demi, take away the charts, please. Thanks, Sunny. Yes, it's me. I'm back. It looks like I've been promoted. Without any further ado, here is this week's top 10 UK sales charts. The Last of Us dropped six places from number four two weeks ago to 10th this week. It's so sad. Grand Theft Auto 5 remains in the top 10 at number nine to the dismay of Alex. At number eight, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus. At number seven, here comes Animal Crossing with New Horizon. At number six, we have NBA 2K23 just missing out on that top five. At number five, we have Minecraft on the Switch. At number four, very pleased to see this is still in the top five, we have Nintendo Switch Sports. How iconic was this on the Wii back in the day, by the way? At number three, We have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a personal favourite of mine. At number two, Horizon continues its relentless top three finishes. And at number one, drumroll please, we have Splatoon 3 holding on to the number one spot for a second week in a row. Now, what do you guys think? Will Splatoon 3 continue its number one reign for another week? Or will something else take its place? Send us your predictions. That's everything from me. Let me hand you back over to the guys. Yes, thank you very much, Demi. And Alex, your dismay is there. Number nine, it's still there. It just will not leave the top ten in the UK. Yeah, people are crazy. Like I said, we need to do like a public service announcement again because it seems like you listeners ain't listening. Yeah, the Grand Theft Auto 5 <laughs> yeah, needs to start. We've already seen leaks of Grand Theft Auto 6 now, so by that point, you should really be hyped off about Grand Theft GTA 6. You don't need to buy GTA 5 now. <laughs> Just let it die. Let it die. <laughs> because it's too close to reaching that 200 million mark, and that can't happen. So, um, Always so yeah, going to happen, fans, mate. 
if you really care, if you really care about the series, just let it go. Let it go. It's, it's not going to let it go. It's going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm, glad it's I'm, glad, I'm glad it's number nine, though. I'm glad it's towards the end. That's good. That's good. I'm back. This is my favourite part of the show where we read your guys' letters. We have a couple here tonight. First letter is from Marcy, who writes in from Chicago, Illinois, in the US. Hi, Marcy. She writes... Evening latest PS5. Can I just say thanks for the show each week? Loved last week's episode with Demi. Thanks, girl. Can we have her on more? She had me at Horror Games. My question for you both is, with the substantial GTA 6 leak this week, what leak in the past has hurt slash pissed you mostly? Thank you so much. I promise I didn't write this uh, letter. But um, yeah, Sonny, if you could answer the first part, can we have her on more? That would be appreciated. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're a joker, Demi. Um, listen, you're more than welcome to join every single week. The question is, do you have the time to commit to these people who care for you? You know, so you should be on this show <laughs> sacrificing the time and doing it for us because then that way people get what they want they get sunny they get alex they get demi they get more reactions more opinions on the show but the question is can you commit to it so the ball is in your court but back to the question uh marcy what game pissed me off because of a leak well i was lucky because i didn't see the last of us two leak as soon as I realized that, and you know, the fact that everybody was saying, Oh, The Last of Us 2, all the cutscenes have leaked. So obviously, people were hating on there because there was no context to the cutscenes and stuff. I, I avoided every single one. So I went into The Last of Us 2 blind. So I was really, really happy with that. But I was super pissed off for the people who saw it because if nobody had leaked it and that Joel cutscene happens, everybody's in like, Oh, like I was, right? You know, because I didn't see it. And other people who didn't see the league, who played the game, who played the first game would have been like shell-shocked. You know what I mean? So I was mm. pissed in that sense for other people. But I mean, for myself, I'm trying to think what leaked that really peed me off. Like Sony are pretty good with um, keeping their games under wraps and Metal Gear doesn't usually leak in any sense, you know? So nah, nothing really has pissed pissed me off or disappointed me again i just think it was just the magnitude of that last of us two leak for other people who were stupid enough to be like oh let me see it instead of actually saying oh i want to see it and then ruining it for themselves you know what i mean whereas if you accidentally see it that's different but yeah i mean the gta i would say i would say the gta 6 has been damaging for me because i got as i said before i get excited to see the trailer and the countdown to that trailer and seeing the conversation about what nobody has seen and then a minute later a minute and a half later everybody knows grand theft auto 6 is real they know what it's about they're all asking oh do you think it's about this do you think it's about that what's this character doing what's that character doing did you notice that detail it's all being taken away from us it still will be there but it doesn't have that same awe factor to it so um that for me what about yourself I mean, Nintendo games, has there been leaks? I'm sure there's been leaks in the past with Nintendo games. Yeah, I think the only leaks that they really have is um, the games get released a little bit too early. Next thing you know, you could be scrolling on Twitter and you've just seen the ending to one of your favourite games. Yeah, oh yeah, I I agree with you on that one. You know, when people just put shit up too quick because it's come out, they get a copy early. (laughs) Oh yeah, all the buses, like nobody asked you for it. Um, well, there's one game that um, I wish had leaked uh, when you just talked about Metal Gear Solid 2. If I had known that Raiden oh, was Raiden. Be the main character, <laughs> <I> <laughs> more people should have known that, yeah. <laughs> so Hideo Yama would have put, played Snake back into his place, you know, his rightful place as the main character for that game because the first game was such a phenomenal feat. And for them to make him like a B character, you know, like, oh, come on, come on now. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of like general leaks, I, I don't think I've really been pissed off. I think, um, as you talked about um, uh, Last of Us 2, yeah, I was one of those people who did click on it because I was at that point, I was like, well, yeah, well I'm yeah, never yeah. going to play the game anyway. So I just ended up watching it. And then when I started playing the game, I realized, man, I wish I'd never watched that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah. 
Yeah, but it's um, but the good thing is, it's like I'm able to. I've played the game like twice now, and it's like it's one of those things that you kind of get over the, over the initial shock that you kind of know what's going to happen, but then you start to really appreciate the story, um, and the little nuances in the game, and I think that's what people are going to do when GTA Six finally does get um released you know when they actually do uh when rockstar and take two are able to control the narrative a bit better and release it the way they want to and then it will definitely get a lot more people on board so don't worry if you send the leaks don't worry i'm sure when it comes out you're going to be lining up to be one of those 170 probably be 190 million by the time it gets released um mm-hmm. gta fans uh sticking it in their digital trolley or if not you might even go to a physical store and actually pick up a physical copy you know if you're that crazy but um but yeah uh cheers for that question <laughs> okay and the second one is from luca hi luca from milano italy they write, Salve, Sonny and Alex, who is your favourite video game character of all time? Grazie per gli episodi. Wow, I don't know about you, Alex, but that uh, Italian there from Demi. Sounding oh. good. Sounding yeah, good well, on that one. Does, but favourite yeah. video game character of all time. Luca from Milan, Italy. You are not making this easy for us. Well, it is kind of easy, really, because there's two for me. And that is um, Solid Snake himself. You know, you cannot mess with that man. He is yeah. the character. And um, Kratos, just because he's a mad motherfucker. But if, if, if obviously God of War 2018 hadn't come out and it was still the same sort of Spartan warrior God of War, he wouldn't be. But the 2018 character really changed um, what he was like as a character. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. uh, something that I could relate to a lot more because I'm a Spartan warrior who's uh, traveling the, uh, the lands to get what I need to get done. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Snake yeah. and Kratos come to mind straight away. What about you? Yeah, I think um, for me, best character of all time. Um, it might be a Tekken character. Um it might be either Feng or Ling Xiao Yu. <laughs> both my bitches. Which is the only, the only two. Yeah, they're, they're both Chinese-based uh, characters. And the only Chinese that you need to remember is that Ling Xiao Yu will show you how to die. Remember that. And also Feng. We'll wolf your ass 24 7. Nah. Um, they could be watching if it was. But like, <laughs> no, but on a serious note, um, I think if it comes to like uh, single narrative driven games, you know, my boy Snake's in there, man. Come on, man. You know, um, yeah, yeah, Snake from El Guitar, definitely. Uh, and then uh, number one uh, would have to go to uh, the only Sonic. Italian parkour jumping, <laughs> head, head smashing uh, mother lover out there, be Mario. You know what I mean? Who else do you know who looks like that, who could do a bat flip? A double jump, Luigi. Kill all these motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, he's got his. He's got his haunted mansion to sort out, which the kids are loving, by the way. Uh, but yeah, it's, those are the two. The, <laughs> those are the two characters. It's gonna be Snake and it's gonna be Mario. I think these are the two uh, pinnacles, or these are the the, the figureheads of both uh, respective parties for Team Blue and Team Red. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. But it would. I'm sure it will change. You know, um, especially when I do. Pl- finally get myself around um to playing god of war um but yeah for the time being it's snake and mario it's a me and mario excellent uh, and obviously this is the first week that you're back uh listeners it's just gonna have to go to memory of the possibility the hypothetical of imagine just imagine if sunny and alex sat together and live reacted to that last state of play when Tekken 8 came on. You can imagine, like, you can't actually, oh, because me and yeah. Alex can, but you can't, but it sure. would have been PlayStation 5 yeah. reveal-esque levels, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, lost yeah. my shit, found Alex straight away. I was like, you need yeah, to yeah. do it. You're th- what did you, when you saw it, were you laughing? Like, I was, yeah, I was you know, laughing. No, no, seriously, like, I was seriously, man, it's like, I just exploded a billion times with joygasm man it was just like yes finally and they just they just kept on going it wasn't just like a, a flash card it wasn't just a logo we actually saw you know Jin and Kazuya just going head to head you know what I mean for a whole battle and yeah fair enough you know it's just a tech demo I guess but um, at the same time it showed you what they're looking to do and it also just opened the the, the doors to like the power of this generation now 
You know, I mean, and Tekken I Seven already looks amazing. Five. Yeah, Unreal Five, mm. Mortal Kombat Eleven looks amazing, but like, it's just the little things that they're able to do now. They're actually able to breathe a lot more life into the characters, so they don't just look like you know just NPCs. You know what I mean? They're actually fully fledged beings in a virtual world, which you can just go for. So. I can't wait to see exactly what they are able to muster up with the power of the PS5 um, in the coming months, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I'll just put it out. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Well, um, listeners, thank you very much for listening for episode 113. Just to let you know, if you are on Patreon, this week's latest PSX is all about the August charts comparing America to Europe. And obviously, there's a new episode of the Rumor Mill out where we are discussing the rumored PlayStation 5 remodel with the external disk drive. So you can head over there to get those episodes. Now, if you're not a member of Patreon and you want more episodes each week, click the link in the description, help to support the show, and you get access to a lot more episodes of us talking PlayStation. Thank you very much for listening. Alex, have you got a final word? Um, what, actually, we'll change it. We're not going to do final words. Give us the one word that represented Tekken H trailer to you. Effing uh, awesome. Just put it together. Make it into one thing. <laughs> Excellent. And as the listeners know, as we spoke about during the live reaction and on last week's episode, I'm a whoopy ass in Tekken 8 as well. Good night, everybody. Fables. Fables.